Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. I would invite you now, if you have a Bible nearby, to open it up so that you can follow along in our second scripture reading. And if you don't have one nearby, that's okay. If you are watching us online, you will be able to see the reading for you up on the screen, which comes to us this morning not from the Gospel of John per se, but from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. So listen now to these words of Holy Scripture. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he abides in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God. And they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this way, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us, Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandments we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We often talk about loving our neighbors as ourselves. It's a common theme you have heard me talk about. 
only because it is a core tenet of our Christian faith. It's an essential principle to how we conduct ourselves in both the public and private spheres of life. And while this passage does touch on that question of how do we live in a communal sense, we should ask ourselves this morning for a moment, though, what does it look like for us to love God? God, after all, is the source of all goodness, all life, the wellspring of perfected love that dwells inside every one of us. As the reading this morning points out, reminds us even, that God lives in us, and God's love is perfected in us. So how are you responding to the love of God in your life? In what ways are you allowing the perfected love of God to transform you? There's a responsibility, after all, on our part to incorporate this undeserved love, unmerited love, into our lives. In a way that goes beyond just attending church on Sunday, as much as I love to see you all. It's a practice that requires a little more. You would think that witnessing God's grace in this way means that our hearts should leap with joy at every opportunity to grow in this kind of faith, this kind of love. But is that the first inclination our heart has when it comes to be in the presence of God? The writer of our passage this morning from 1 John knows very well that life gets in the way, that life can act as a roadblock that keeps us moving from one thing to the next and doesn't leave us much time to spend with God. The writer of 1 John knows this to be very true as he's writing to a community that has experienced a lot of turmoil. People who have experienced post-war tragedies, a community recovering from revolution. And after all this, the writer of 1 John is writing, addressing a people who struggle to understand themselves in a world that does not embrace them, embrace them as people who are disciples and followers of Christ. In this tension, discord and conflict broke out. And that's where our reading comes into play. First John, our reading from chapter 4, seeking to stem the tide of this conflict, attempting to point out to those back then and to us now that life is something that will always be moving. Once we finish point A, once we've overcome whatever in point A, there'll be a point B, point C, 
so on. And if we just keep moving from one thing to the next, and if we don't leave any time for pause, a time to breathe, to process, to reflect, then that's when things become a little dangerous. Because the warning that the writer has for us this morning is that if we just keep moving and if we don't ask ourselves what it means to love God, we'll get to a point in our lives where we hear a phrase like God is love or a phrase like God lives in us and we won't fully understand it. They'll just be words we know, but we won't understand them unless we prioritize God and God's relationship to us as something that's being important in our lives. Our hearts should leap at the opportunity to grow in faith, to grow in the love of God. And yes, as you all know, life does get in the way. There's much that can get in the way. I'm sure that you can fill in the blank as to what that is. Knowing that, though, how will you, how will we, challenge ourselves to be intentional about diving deeper into a relationship with God that pushes us outside our comfort zone into a place where the Spirit of God transforms us in the way we read this morning. Love transforms. Of course love transforms. You can see it on the face of someone who just entered into a new relationship or someone who repaired a relationship. You can see that love transforms in a general sense, yes, but love transforms on a spiritual, on a much larger scale as well, especially when that love is divine when it is love that is undeserved, unmerited. Love that will help alter the way we look at the world around us. If only we can lean a little harder into the promise of that love. And if we can take up what is required of such love, the work that is required of such love. Perhaps for us that means we start off simple. Perhaps it means even just starting with saying a prayer at the start of a day. There's no wrong way to pray. Perhaps it means reading a daily passage of Scripture. Perhaps it's finding a devotion and then going out for a walk and thinking about that devotion, those scripture passages. Perhaps it means finding someone that you can talk to, have a conversation about your spirituality, whatever's going on in your life. How do you begin, though? How will you begin, if you have not already, begin this practice of spiritual and personal development that is grounded in the love of God? For we hear this morning that our faith 
and love need to be put into action. It's not enough to say we know that it exists, Today, to say that we know it's real. It's something we must pour energy into manifesting. Isn't that what Jesus taught us? That to know God, to know ourselves, we must open ourselves to the sacrifices and work that our faith and love demands. God abides in us, and God continues to reveal the knowledge of perfected love. And for sure, we will stumble in our quest to understand it. We will probably embarrass ourselves as we try to put it into practice, yet every step we take that is beyond the comfort zone we've known, we will become more intimately acquainted with ourselves and God. We will answer the call. And friends, much of that work has already been done, not by us, but by God, for example, who has set the table for us to already gather around, to partake of bread and cup. All we need to do is sit down to be intentional about that time we spend with God. The gift of new life, Easter life, of Easter love that dwells inside us came at a cost. Came at a cost, but also a sense of hope of knowing that the Spirit of God continues to move with us in this chaotic and beautiful world. So let us strive to learn, to cultivate, to harvest the fruits that grow when we invest in loving God with our whole hearts, knowing that the impact will be something that is life and world-altering, world-changing. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.